I'm so excited for many reasons. Um, the Mogul Talks Tour will be in Houston on November 16th. So make sure you guys grab your tickets if you haven't. We still have a few seats left. So make sure you get them. So we're only like nine days away. So please get your tickets ASAP. Um, you can find that in the description of this episode. And then we have New York on November 23rd. And we have like one seat left for that one. So make sure you guys grab your tickets. Grab your tickets for the Mogul Talks Tour because this will be our last and final stops. And I'm so, and I'm so, and I'm so, I'm independent, got my own, and I'm so, and I'm, and I'm so, Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of your bossiest friend, the podcast with your bossiest friend, the Milan Mobley. That's C-H-E-E-M-I-L-A-N-M-O-B-L-E-Y on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to give me a follow on Facebook, just type in my name, Milan Mobley, and you will find me. Boss friends, I hope you are having an amazing week. It is now Thursday. I know I missed uploading the episode yesterday. I'm so sorry. I'm actually getting off work place late weekend. So I'm trying to get my ducks in a row. <laughs> As you know, I'm getting back in the swing of things. I also started Harvard University last week for their entrepreneurship essentials certification program. So I was swamped in homework. But nonetheless, here we are. I hope you guys, like I said, are having an amazing week. And I hope this episode brings you joy to your life. This is the last episode of the Sacrifices of Untold Secrets series. I'm by myself today. There will be no special guest. One of my special guests that I had couldn't make it. So I'll bring him into the next season. So today I'm going to just be doing questions. You guys asked me questions on Instagram. I posted about it and told you to ask them and I would answer them live. So that's what our episode is consistent of today. As you heard in the beginning before our theme song started though, make sure you grab your Mogul Talks tickets because we only have a few seats left for Houston and we have one seat left for New York. So make sure you guys grab those tickets. Okay. Because once they are gone, they are gone. We cannot add any more seats. New York, we have been adding seats and we cannot add any more. So make sure you claim that one spot in Houston. Make sure you claim your spot as well. We're nine days away from Houston and then we'll be in New York on November 23rd. I'll pick back up the Mogul Talks tour in the spring of 2020. So if there's any areas that you do want me to come visit for Mogul Talks, let me know and we can make it happen for 2020. Like let's get it on a 2020 calendar. Like we have moves to make. We have people to touch. Let's do it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. You guys already know how this goes, whether you're in the kitchen cooking, in your bed, laying down, driving to work, in the gym, working out, listening to your bossiest friend. This is the episode that we're going to get into. I always say you don't want to miss it because you don't want to miss the episode of your bossiest friend. So like I always say, you don't want to miss this episode. And I'll be right back. I'm independent, got my own. And I'm so bossy. And I'm, and I'm so bossy. Okay, guys, and we are back. I hope you are excited to hear the questions. I was definitely excited about them when I was receiving them. No one really asked about any sacrifices or untold secrets. So some things I may recap, but I'll go a little bit more in depth too. And some things is kind of new for me to answer. So let's get into it. So the successologist says, when do you think someone should consider getting a publicist? Now, it's not even when I think someone should consider getting a publicist. This is when I know you should get a publicist. You need to get a publicist when you have deliverables. You know, publicists act off of being able to deliver something to your audience, to the media, you know. So it depends, also depends, though, on what you're looking for your publicist to do. Because a lot of publicists help create 
longevity within your brand. So if you aren't looking for a publicist who is going solely off the deliverables to get you in the media and to get you in the public, but you are looking for them to get you longevity and you already have an established brand and that's when you want to get one. But like I said, you need to have deliverables. If you don't have deliverables for us to actually take and go somewhere with it, it's not going to work, you know, just as well as even if you did have deliverables, you have to constantly produce things for us to do our jobs effectively. A lot of people get it misconstrued when they hire a publicist and they think that the publicist is just supposed to create this same wealth and fortune for them and they have to do nothing. That's not accurate at all. You have to put in the groundwork as well. Like it's a team effort. You have to do and I have to do. We have to meet each other, you know, in the middle to get to the finish line. So hiring a publicist, I say, like I said, when you have deliverables, like don't hire a publicist day one, don't hire a publicist day two of owning a business. If you, especially if you're a product, right? A lot of people that have product-based businesses, like, oh, I need a publicist to help with this launch. I need a publicist to do this. I need a publicist to do that. But have you generated any sales? What are What is your audience looking like? Are you generating any buzz? Like, where are you at? So for all of you who are interested in gaining a publicist or hiring a publicist, let me say, you may want to email us at info at the letter U, management pr.com and request our hiring a publicist checklist well it's a public relations agency checklist and in that I talk about what does the PR agency actually do the top five reasons you know you're ready to hire a public relations agency and I'm actually going to go through that list in a second um you also in that when in that checklist receive the checklist of what a publicist should come with. So experience, well-groomed, creative, you know, just things that you should actually look for when you are selecting that agency. So let's go back to the top five reasons on how you know you're ready to hire a public relations agency. So one, you have a finished product or project. Two, you have drummed up buzz and excitement on your own. Three, your phone is ringing. So bling, 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 bling. People are calling you. (laughs) Uh, You want to expand your coverage. You are trying to increase the chances of longevity. Didn't I just say that? And then you have the time and money. Keyword, money. Please note that a budget is important, okay? Publicists are not cheap. Public relations is not cheap. So you want to make sure that you actually have a budget. I cannot tell you how many times people come to me and they're like, well, I need this, this, that, and that, but I have no budget. I don't have any money to pay you. Well, unfortunately, then we can't work together, you know, because it does take a lot to do our jobs. And I think people don't realize that until they actually work with us on how much we do, how much it takes to reach out to media, how much it takes to continuously do follow ups to get you that placement or to get you where you want to go. You know, sometimes a little bit harder. And I know we sometimes look at other publicists or we look at other people that the publicist has worked with and we're like oh well you did that for that person I know you can do that for me but that's not the case because everybody's story is different everybody's focus is different and media isn't always attracted to every person that is underneath of our brands you know even though they say oh yeah you know whatever you need whenever you want to have somebody on it just still has to match with their editorial calendar it has it still has to match with what type of story they're looking to feature you know so just keep that in mind but yeah that is the answer to that question I hope that it answered it on the successologist next question is coming from I Amber Nicole she said what inspired you to become an entrepreneur 
That is a great question. Um, I briefly talked about it in episode one of Sacrifices and Untold Secrets when I was talking about leaving my government job and coming over into the entrepreneur realm. I had actually known, hmm, back in undergrad, like my sophomore year, I knew that I wanted to one day own a business. I was in my sports management class and we were discussing being sports agents because actually that is something that I was highly, highly interested in. Even when I had picked the PR field, I was like, well, I can do PR and I can be a sports agent. So I was highly interested in that um, also, but I was in my sports management class and I was just sitting thinking like, okay, when I turn 25, I'm going to open my own sports agency and X, Y, and Z. And for some reason, <laughs> when you're in your early 20s, 25 or when you're in your early 20s end of your teen years you think 25 is the ideal age for everything and I think it's because we put such an emphasis on 25 like 25 is a quarter century you know you just put such an emphasis on that year that you're like okay 25 is is that just as well as when you were preteen and 16 was like the peak of your years and 18 but anyways so I was like yeah 25 I'm gonna open this sports agency this is what's going to happen. This is what we're going to do. So I was like, ah, uh, mm, ah. <laughs> like I, I was so adamant on it. But when it came down to the later years, and when I say later years, after graduating undergrad, the mm, ah, mm, came into play, like maybe it's time. I wasn't getting the reactions and responses that I wanted from other jobs that I had applied to I wasn't seeing any progression in getting into the industry any sooner so it was kind of like now or never in my opinion and I'm you know I'm very big on God I'm very big in my faith so I was just like listen I'm gonna pray about it and one night like you guys have heard numerous of times I literally woke up out my sleep in the middle of the night and not even 12 o'clock I mean in the middle of the night like three o'clock in the morning and I called my NCNW sister Kier again if you listen to episode one that you've heard this part of the story before but that's that moment when I was like okay I'm starting my company and I did just that I started the company and here we are almost five years later in this in, in this entrepreneurship journey and it has definitely been a struggle you know it's been times where I've had only $300 in my bank account because I invested so much into my company it's been times where you know I couldn't do a lot of things that I wanted to do like go out with my friends or had to really consider could I go out because I had to pay for parking in a parking garage you know it's been times like that in this entrepreneurship journey that we normally don't discuss because sometimes people are ashamed. Like I tell you guys all the time, finances is an uncomfortable conversation that many people try to avoid. But in all reality, that is a part of entrepreneurship. Like finances is your biggest thing. You are your 401k. You are your um, leave with pay. You are your, I'm not going to work today, but I still can get paid and I still leave with pay. But I mean like, you know, that vacation time is what I was referring to first. You know, you, you are that you are your vacation time. You are your leave with pay. You are your 401k. You are <laughs> those taxes that you have to take out that are normally taken out at a nine to five. You are the healthcare that your job normally provides that you now have to pay for. And you see every single moment of that, you know? So granted, 
those things may sound scary. They may sound like, oh my God, that's a lot that you have to go through. But nonetheless, I would never change it. Like I'm super appreciative of the journey and I'm learning still daily. So granted, I started entrepreneurship almost five years ago on the whim of just being denied, you know, and turned down. And I won't even say denied because God says, you're not denied. It's just, you know, delayed. So I was never denied necessarily. I was just delayed in my divine purpose. So Come on, y'all. Y'all want me to start preaching today. But, you know, I was just de- I was just delayed. It wasn't my time. I wasn't supposed to leave the position that I was in because, granted, when I started entrepreneurship in 2015, I didn't leave and become self-employed until 2017. So I was technically having a side hustle, which was my entrepreneurship journey, but I didn't fully start that until I became self-employed. Like, you don't fully start your entrepreneurship journey until you are self-employed and you feel every ounce of it. Because when I had that nine to five, I still had lead way I still had cushion room y'all feel me like I still had a check coming in I still could do leave with pay I still had security now when I decided to take that leap of faith in 2017 and say all right it's time to go on your own what the Lord said it's time to go on your own that's exactly when I started experiencing the entrepreneurship journey that's when everything became so real and I don't even think in that first year it really was real you know because I had just left the government I left the government at the end of the summer so it wasn't really until 2018 when I was fully on my own like granted I left in August August to December I was on my own but you gotta think that's only a few short months picture starting (laughs) the new year off and you like wow whoo here we go I got a whole 12 months that I gotta kick ass and make shit happen you know So that's how I started. And like I said, what inspired me was the fact that I was getting so many denials like, oh, no, you have to have 10 years of experience. Oh, you need a master's degree. Oh, you need this. And keep in mind, also, I was starting my master's degree program in the fall. So for me, it was kind of like, well, I'm about to start it. Like, can't we just work something out? You know, that's how I'm looking at it. But, you know, people's criteria are their criteria. Their standards are their standards. And you just have to abide by and roll with the punches and understand that's just what it is, you know. So that inspired me to just be like, okay, you know what? F it. Start it. I was inspired by being denied. Delete. Sorry, Lord. Delayed. <laughs> I was inspired by being delayed. So, yeah, I hope that answered your question, Amber Nicole. Next on our list is Lady K. When did you discover your interest in PR and how did you find out about that field? Um, Let's go back to my freshman year in college. It's actually when I found out about it. That's actually when I found my interest. So I was attending Bethune-Cookman University at the time. Um, I was just looking to be involved on campus in other ways than I already was. So a young lady who was a RA in my building, she introduced me to the freshman class president, Jason, and she actually told me they were looking for a PR coordinator. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> and if you heard Jalen's episode, me and her are very similar because Jalen has said that she can do things or she live places and she really couldn't, well, really didn't and really couldn't just for the opportunity because she knew that she could if she was put in that position. I don't think y'all heard that. She said and we said that we could even if we at the time didn't because we knew if we were put in a position, we could. And I think that's super important that everyone needs to take in, even if at that moment, right then and there, that you think that you cannot, if you know that all you need is the opportunity to do so and you can, 
didn't do just what we what we did because a lot of people are put in positions where they may not be able to do it right now because they haven't been given an opportunity but it's also people who have been given an opportunity and just do not but that just becomes that's just the drive thing that's just the how far are you willing to go how bad do you want it because I believe anybody can do anything you just got to do it you just got to work a little bit harder for it you know so that's that's just what I what I think, you know. So anyway, she introduced me to him. I attended a freshman class meeting and they told me what they needed. I went and built my portfolio, literally went to my room, designed flyers, did a whole bunch of stuff just to build that portfolio to take it back to show them like, hey, I'm fit for this. I can do this. And after that, that's all she wrote. He gave me the chance. Shout out to Jason to do the PR. I was doing different things for the freshman class. Then I was real cool with the SJ president, you know, thanks to Jason, just introducing me to different people on the executive board. And I just started working and working and doing stuff from there. And after that, that was like, oh, yeah, I like this because I understood the concept. I understood the role that someone in PR had to play. So I was like adamant about switching my major. I wanted to do PR. I wanted to really just be involved in it. So after that, I just started getting myself involved in on-campus organizations. Once I transferred to Bowie, that enabled me to do PR. I started doing internships like with ESPN, um, my profite, and one of my good friends who's an Alpha Avery, Tyler and Avery, they had their own company. I ended up being a part of their company with the PR aspect and they had a music brand. So I was working at that. So I just had my hand in different things that continue to help grow my interest in that field. And I saw from different aspects, from a music aspect, from a sports aspect. I was working at the government, so I saw in that aspect, you know. So I saw it in different ways, and I was just like, yeah, this is an industry that I definitely can get with because PR is so universal, but it's so different because of the industries. You know, the functionalities are very much the same, but it's just what happens in the day-to-day is what's so different and every day is not the same so that's what strike my interest um in the PR field and that's how I found out about it Lady K also said what are other fields that interest you other than PR other fields that interest me prior to like I said was sports I'm a former athlete so sports has always been in my blood it's a thing I love sports still like oh my god I love football I'm a Steelers fan, so shout out to any of my Steelers fans, anybody that's hating, whatever. Um, I'm also, I love basketball. I'm also a Celtics fan. I've been a Celtics fan, oh, geez, like, child, I couldn't even tell you how long I've been a Celtics fan at this point. Same with the Steelers, but my Steelers passion grew actually early high school with my um per, my professor, my teacher, uh, Mr. Pettigrew. <laughs> anybody that had Pettigrew's class, y'all know that he was a Steelers fan, and just seeing how hard he would go, I would always just go, you know, follow up, go check them out. I'm originally from D.C., so Redskins is in my bloodstream naturally because my family is Redskins fans except for my mom. She's a Ravens fan. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, I never really was a fan of any football team necessarily. But the Steelers, looking at the history, looking at the franchise, you know, just looking at different aspects of the Steelers' brand itself. You know, every team has a brand, honestly and truly. Um, so just looking at them, they just, I just fell in love. But this is not what this uh, conversation is about. Because I could talk about sports and the Steelers and the Celtics all day. But anywho, yes, so sports was a thing for me. Love, love sports. So I definitely wanted to be a sports agent. That was a focus. Now shifting gears to where I am now in my life. Y'all, I love cooking. 
Like if I could, if I wanted to and actually had the time, I'm not going to say if I could, cause I can do anything. I would go to culinary school and be chefing it up for y'all. Like I love to cook. Um, and I love fashion. So like if I really wanted to take that realm on to be a stylist, I would, or even a designer. I wouldn't even mind designing, honestly. Um, and lastly, I love interior design. I love interior design. Like, that is my zen. First of all, I will go to Home Goods and be in there for hours, like, overly excited, trying to find stuff, thinking where stuff could go. Like, I love home decor, interior design. That's the thing. So that those will probably be the ones that, like, interest me other than PR. But I feel like it's all within the same type of industry because I focus on entertainment and corporate, you know. And I feel like fashion and design is an entertainment realm, right? Sports is an entertainment realm. So it's safe to say that I am very big on the entertainment industry and what provides pleasure. So yeah, great question. Next question, let's see. Ooh, we have a lot of questions from Miss By Antoinette Diamond. Let me see. Where should I start with Miss Antoinette Diamond? Okay, how did you prepare when you first became an entrepreneur? And did you go with the flow or did you have a plan? How did you determine your plan? Okay. I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back because that is a great question. I'm independent, got my own. And I'm so bossy. And I'm, and I'm so bossy. Okay, guys, I'm back. I had to grab some water because I knew this answer was going to be kind of lengthy and I needed to quench my thirst. Okay, so Ms. Antoinette Diamond said, how did you prepare when you first became an entrepreneur? That's the first part of the question. Um, There really was no preparing because, like I said, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, like, just up, grabbed my composition book, and I just started writing. There was no preparing. Now, how did I become how did I prepare to become a full-time entrepreneur now that is the question that I always talk about um which was the sacrifice of not being able to get my nails done not being able to get my hair done not eating out like I wanted to or like I was used to I had to cut back a lot of things that I was used to to save that money and to make sure I was implementing it in other ways I had to become more disciplined so if there is a thought in your mind, like, oh, I want to do this full time. You have to really consider the things that aren't necessarily a necessity. They're just things that you like to do. You know, you like to get your nails done. You like to get your hair done. It's not necessary because I'm pretty sure it's a lot of things that you can do with your hair. Like for me, I just found that I was really good at doing slick back buns. Like I mastered the slick back bun thing. Like that is my go-to now. It was my go-to then. I mastered the top knot now. So I have two hairstyles that I can perfectly do without having to put heat to my hair or do anything on just days like like where I'm, you know, overly working myself or finding to be overly worked. So that's how I became prepared, just really giving up those things that I was always used to having, always used to getting my nails done every two weeks, always used to getting my hair done every two weeks. I had to cut that out so I could become more disciplined. So that's how I became um, prepared. Now, did you go with the flow or did you have a plan? How did you determine your plan? I was just going with the flow. Now I'm, I have a plan. Now I'm more strategic because I'm, you know, used to the game. I know that you have to plan quarterly. You have to plan for your next year. You have to have those goals set to ensure that you are meeting them because that's what entrepreneurship is, making sure that you meet your goals, making sure that you are solving a problem 
for your consumer, you're answering the problem, you're being a solution. So you definitely have to always plan. And then the industry is consistently changing, the market's consistently changing. So you have to be up on game. So you always have to have a plan. You always want to go in there strategic. At the time, of course, like I said, I didn't. All I know was it's time I want to start my career. I want to jump into this. Let's get it. Let's go. Only plan that I did have was that I knew I needed to save money and to save as much money as possible because you never know when it's going to be a rainy day in entrepreneurship. You could be up 10000 last week, down ten the next. So you just always want to stay on your um, P's and Q's that all eyes cross all T's when you are a full-time entrepreneur, when you are a partial entrepreneur, when you're doing it part-time, you still want to make sure you're planning because if your goal is to go full-time with this, then you have to have a strategic plan, you know? So yeah, definitely, 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 definitely want to make sure you are planning, guys. Another question from Miss Antoinette Diamond, how do you effectively manage your time judging all your projects? Hey guys, just a reminder that the Women's Entrepreneurs Brunch Conference is March 13th through the 15th of 2020. So if you haven't grabbed your tickets, make sure you visit the description in the bio of this episode and grab your tickets. We do have payment plans available for our very important boss tickets and our biggest boss tickets. You pay a price now and then you don't have to pay another price until 60 days later. For the VIB, you get two payment plans, um, one payment now, then one later. Our biggest boss ticket holders, you have three. You pay now and then you pay the other two later. So both of those payments are, well, all three of those payments are 60 days apart. So there's no excuse. You need to make sure you guys grab your tickets by January 1st because that is when tickets go off of sale. The business bestie tickets are 350. You are getting two tickets for the price of one. So basically it's like a BOGO, buy one, get one free. So you and your bestie can attend the Women's Entrepreneurs Brunch. Again, that is March 13th through the 15th in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. It is planned and estimated to be the largest women's conference that the nation's capital has seen so hope to see you guys there time management for me I definitely have mastered it honestly because I do so much but I literally have a reminder I have calendars I have planners for everything like I have a whiteboard that I recently just bought from home goods and it gives me my Monday through Sunday and it says get stuff done on it and I that was so cute so I plan out I see what the days look like I put them on the specific days and what I need to do things also I prioritize my days and I think that that is super important especially when you have multiple business ventures that you are handling so you have to pick a day for each thing so I know like Tuesdays and Thursdays are my admin days straight across the board for you management for the Milan brand for the entrepreneurs brunch for the podcast like it's admin day so I'm either scheduling interviews I'm clearing out the email accounts I'm responding back to clients um emails or whatever the case is so those are admin days Monday Wednesday Friday Monday of course I have to start the week with you management because I have to get those pitches out Wednesdays can focus strictly on the women's entrepreneurs brunch Friday I can focus on the Milan brand because I know a lot of that stuff has to do with the podcast it has to do with the new product I'm developing so you know you just got to really prioritize those days and not try to do everything at one time and also give yourself realistic realistic goals for that day so don't sit there and say I want to accomplish all 17 things and you only accomplish eight because you're going to find yourself feeling really discouraged so what I say is pick five things that you want to get accomplished that day and once they're accomplished you know you just keep working because you got those top five things that you need to get done you're not putting pressure on yourself to get 20 things done in one day so that's what I highly highly recommend some of my favorite tools to use to stay organized though is like Trello, Acuity, 
um, my planners. I have like a happiness planner. Then I have a regular planner that I just got from Target. Um, I use my phone, my calendar, which is the Google calendar. I love the Google calendar because you can color code it. Uh, Kavana, you guys remember her from episode um, two. She has like the best color coded calendar ever. Like her calendar is always so packed. I'm like, I need to add more to my calendar because I want the colors to look like yours. <laughs> but it's color coded. So I know that helps her juggle everything that she has to do because, you know, she's an entrepreneur. She works for WeWork. And then she is also the CEO, founder of A Poise Professional. So I know she has a lot going on just from her nine to five aspect. So, yeah, I definitely highly suggest that. Those are tools that I recommend, a couple of cute little hacks. Um, it was actually another one that I seen and I don't remember remember who posted about it and I wish I could remember and I would tell you guys so it may come up in the next episode but as of right now I don't remember but it was a website that I was looking to try but it's like a a dope task manager I think it was Ray my colleague I'm gonna reach out to her and see if that was her that I seen utilizing it but um, from what I remember seeing, you could do your invoices, you can manage your clients it was like so many different things that you could do um on that one app, on that one tag. I forgot what it was called. But anyway, I also use Google Docs because I use Excel spreadsheets in there. And that's how I keep up with my clients and stuff. And I keep up with my contacts. So those are all little hacks. If you guys know any hacks, uh, definitely let me know. And I'll share it with our audience um, because we're always looking for ways to expand and grow. So let me know. Okay, your girl needs them. I'm all about keeping the organization um, to attend. I hate clutter. My friends will tell you, like, I'm probably one of the most organized friends that they have because everything has a folder. Everything has a place with me. So, yeah, that is my hacks. I hope that answers your question, Antoinette. Um, but, yeah, so those are all the questions that you guys asked. I hope that um, <laughs> other ones don't come in once I conclude the episode. But, Every, I think I'm going to do every 10th episode of the podcast is going to be the Q&A portion. So whatever the topic is, I want you guys to stay on the topic of what we're talking about. Um, This is kind of easy to tie in the sacrifices and untold secrets because there was a lot of sacrifices I had to make. Um, and untold secrets like you guys probably didn't know that I had no idea what PR was but I was faking like I did just to get the job um <laughs> probably didn't know that but yeah I'm just want to I want to tie in the, the season into the question so every 10th episode I'll probably do that I'm thinking also of going live while I record it on the tip of episode excuse me so let me know what you guys think about that but otherwise, guys, this concludes our Sacrifices and Untold Secrets series. We went 10 episodes strong, which means we went 10 weeks strong. I am so happy with this podcast. I'm so pleased. I hope you guys have been enjoying it. Thank you for rocking with your bossiest friend, my boss friends. I love you guys so much. Next week, we will be entering our Manifest Your Mindset series. It's about to get real. Y'all thought the sacrifices and untold secrets was real, but manifest manifesting your mindset. We're going to talk so much about times where, and I'm going to bring people on the show, of course, my first um, guest, actually someone I met via you management, reaching out to them for clients. I, I met that person that way. I was actually following them on Instagram and seeing them doing different things. And I reached out for my client, but that's who's going to be on the um, episode next week on the manifest your mindset season two, episode one. I'm so excited. And I have a special treat for you guys coming along with the manifest your mindset 
season. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait until November 13th to get here so you can check it out. And we're just days away from it. So hope you guys are excited. Make sure you share your bossiest friend of podcast and let people know that they can find it on um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Playlist or Apple Podcasts. Um, Google Break, Radio Play, all of those amazing platforms. Anchor, if they have Androids, let them know that Anchor works just as well as SoundCloud. I love Anchor. That is the hosting sites for the podcast. So make sure you guys tell your Android users um, and my Android users to download your bossiest friend on Anchor or Spotify because it's on both of those and you can get it all four episodes all season long. Okay. But until next time, my bossiest friends, you know the drill, you know how it goes. It's hugs and kisses until we chat again. And I'm so bossy, and I'm, and I'm so bossy, so bossy, so bossy.